Hey everyone, it's Yash Chitre with the Turn On Engagement podcast brought to you by Hub Engage. Today I've got Anthony Bolton, Senior Manager of Employee Communications and Events at Gulfstream Aerospace. Anthony's got some great storytelling today on COVID-19 employee communications, how they really weathered the storm through some great execution of tactics, the impact that had on getting a seat at many tables, putting employee communications firmly on the map inside of the organization. Their executive leadership from the CHRO to the president and CEO really stepped up their game to make sure employees were well taken care of. And he's going to talk about what that really means for the future. There's a silver lining to all of this in this story where they're now set to take employee communications and engagement to soaring new heights at Gulfstream. So all of you employee comms folks listening, you're not going to want to miss your peer talk about some really great ideas they brought to life in rapid fashion. And it's all coming up next here on the Turn On Engagement podcast brought to you by Hub Engage. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Turn On Engagement podcast. I'm Yash Chitre, Senior Vice President, Engagement over at Hub Engage. And today I have a very special guest, uh, Anthony Bolton, Senior Management of Employee Communications and Events at Gulfstream Aerospace. Uh, he's joining us today and I'm very excited to talk to Anthony today and, and hear the story of how they've sort of communicated to employees and, and conducted events uh, over the past year. Uh, you probably all know Gulfstream um, as, a, as a very popular brand name. Uh, they produce business jets um, uh, for, for a variety of different customers globally. Um, so I'm going to uh, talk to Anthony today specifically about what happened last year uh, with their COVID communications and how they had to address their corporate communications uh, and specifically how that is uh, worked to change the way they uh, communicate and engage with their employees and what impacts have that had on the future of communication. So Anthony, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Yash. I'm happy to be here. So I guess I'll start it off with, uh, you know, very simply, you know, how have you addressed employee engagement during COVID-19 and kept that communications flow going to your workforce with everything that's happened? Yeah, I mean, there's, of course, there's there's a whole lot to unpack when you, when you bring up COVID. Uh, sure. There's so much to unpack, but I think, <clears throat> you know, when we, when we went to lockdown and, and the, and it seemed like the, the world was just changing almost by the hour or something uh, in those early days, uh, something was changing and, and we were having to respond to it. And of course, knowing our employees were also reading about these changes in the media uh, and it was all happening so fast. And, you know, so our, our primary focus was to say, okay, we, we need to communicate often we need to communicate as often as possible. And so <laughs> we did kind of feel like we were a bit of a communications machine um, or factory, if you will, in those you know first like 60 days or so um, of the pandemic um, in, the, uh, in the US, once it got to the US, but you know, we, we, we wanted to, stick with that plan of communicating often, which I, which I realize is, is a fairly, fairly fundamental when you get into crisis communications um, 
planning and, and that modality. Uh, but what we, I think something that we did um, that, that maybe was a little unique and kind of required for this situation is we, we made sure that our employees were hearing very often from our company president. Uh, we really wanted them to feel like he was very in tune with what was happening um, and, and, and in this situation with employees, living it with them, you know, and not just, yes, as the president of Gulfstream, as the leader of Gulfstream, but also as a fellow human being. Um, and so we, you know, we really made sure that they, that they heard very often from uh, Mark Burns, our president, um, you know, and, and because we do have a, because um, we are in manufacturing and we do have a workforce that is, um, you know, that we're, we're, you know, watching video and things of that nature, not always really accessible to them. We did leverage a lot of um, messaging, uh, a lot of our email channels. So we had messages from Mark um, on almost in the, you know, came close to a daily basis for, for, for a while, um, but then it kind of slowed down. And then we, we also realized that our employees probably needed a place to go where they could kind of find general information about our response to um, COVID-19 crisis. So we created um, a, a special page on our intranet um, and, you know, we put, we put all of our, you know, sort of archived all of our messaging out there, but we also created a safe work playbook um, that kind of came more into play when we started going back to the office. But of course, our manufacturing and service uh, employees uh, never really went home. Uh, they, they had to continue to go in and, and manufacture and, and service aircraft. So, uh, you know, the, the, we, we needed to have, we put a lot of protocols in place and of course that was a lot of our communications was around those protocols. So the Safe Work Playbook was, uh, was a great resource and people could just go out there and, and find it on our special COVID-19 page. Um, and then another, another thing that we did to sort of help separate <clears throat> the, the more um, strategic and um, and, and, and in, in engagement messaging from um, our leadership uh, with those messages from Mark. Uh, another thing we did was we, we set up a, uh, an email channel and we basically named it COVID-19 updates. So we put more of the operational um, and uh, functional kind of messaging in that, uh, you know, here's what you need to do on this date or Hey, this is a change to this protocol, um, and 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 you know that change is effective, you know immediately, and you know and that kind of that kind of thing. So, we really tried to help people, and people really, the feedback we got from employees was really good because they appreciated the COVID nineteen update emails because it gave them really concise, um, you know, information, just very fact based. Uh, quick read type stuff, uh, but then, as I said, the messages from Mark were 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 a little more on that level of um, you know his his view of things and and sort of um, 
helping people understand, you know, why we were making some of the changes we were making. Um, and, uh, and again, uh, and, and also, you know, there was, you know, some tough messages that, you know, that we had to put out there <clears throat> as well. Uh, you know, like, for example, when we, um, you know, early days, we were sort of reporting uh, when we had cases and, you know, and that just wasn't easy for people to hear. And, um, and so uh, I think, that, you know, I think one other thing that we, we managed to do is kind of take a, um, you know, we took a perspective, we took, we, we really took all of the communications that we probably, you know, that we had planned uh, for at least the first half of the year, all of our projects and initiatives. And, and we just, and we just said, you know what, these things are important, but we, we've really got to focus on this crisis and we really have to focus on uh, keeping our employees informed and taking care of our employees. Uh, and, and so the, the health and safety of employees was always um, our priority. Um, and it remains our priority. Um, and, and, there was it was not a uh, well it was kind of tough to set some of those um, other projects aside uh, those things that we were looking forward to executing in 2020 um, it really seemed like the right thing to to, to do uh, which I know helped my team um, really focus more on keeping the communications around the crisis uh, sharp and engaging um, and um, and uh, timely. That's fantastic. This is uh, you know great to hear. Uh, especially love to hear you know how leadership you know really jumped in headfirst and and got involved and uh, drove a lot of the messaging coming out. I think one of the most important lessons that I think we've all learned from the pandemic is is you know uh, when the messaging comes out top, top down, um, you know, it has to be authentic. It has to be obviously, you know, very much in tune with keeping your finger on the pulse of what's going on right now, but it gives your leadership an opportunity to also, uh, you know, humanize themselves. Right. And say, look, I get it. You know, I'm going through this and taking this a day at a time, just like all of you are, uh, no matter who you are in the company. So, um, it sounds like that's exactly what happened. Um, so that must've, that must've, really, really uh, been great uh, to, to enhance their, you know, profiles of leadership and also show that, you know, Gulfstream cares, really genuinely cares. Um, and all the things you talked about of, you know, just doing the right thing, health and safety, taking care of employees, putting them first, making sure that they not only have the information, but, you know, they know what to do with it and, and that they're well cared for. Um, it's definitely heartwarming to, to, to hear that. So, so thank you for sharing, sharing that story. Um, having said that, um, I would think that this, this really put employee communications on the map, right? Uh, with, with your, you know, your, your C-suite and, and also, um, you know, kind of how employee communications lives inside of your organization. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, um, I, I think you mentioned that uh, internal communications lives in, in HR, um, uh, but it has a lot of value that it's now integrated into many specific HR functions and things like that. How, how did that influence or change? Yeah, so I think uh, you know, this is something I reflect on a lot because the 
you know, the, the pandemic really, the, the, the crisis uh, really did put a great, a, a lot of uh, emphasis uh, on internal communications. I mean, I, you know, I, I have peers uh, at other organizations, um, of course, people I know through the Public Relations Society of America, um, who who practice uh, who are practicing internal comms uh, professionals, and that, and and it was just amazing to you know we were all sort of at the same time we're like wow we've 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 kind of we've arrived like they noticed us they've <laughs> now we're we've got the you know the seat at the table so to speak that you know that we've right. always wanted and you know and I think I think I think there's I think there's certainly a lot of truth to, the, to that. I know for for us at Gulfstream, um, I, you know, I would I would even go so far as to say that we were that we were absolutely an essential function um, throughout 2020. Um, at, you know, and and in essential in a in a at a level that probably no one would have you know really considered internal comms. At before, um, always important to the company, but you know, but we were we were really mission critical, um, and so yeah, so we've we've got we've got some you know I think we've got some credit credibility um, that that perhaps you know was there, but but is just a little more so now. Um, but the you know our, our yeah our uh, our CHRO who I report to Amy Ariano. Uh, is uh, you know she she really has the seat at the table with the C-suite, um, but you know she and 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 I think she is the perfect. She, she does a great job of 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 talking with me uh, about before she kind of goes in the room with them and and then she does a great job of representing um, the the sort of perspective uh, from an internal communications perspective uh, or from internal communications and uh, for whatever it is. And I mean, there were, <clears throat> you know, in last year, there were very frequent meetings. Uh, the C-suite was having a very frequent meetings uh, about the crisis um, and our response. And so there were a lot of conversations um, that, that they were, there was a lot of conversation, a lot more conversation about communications um, happening at that table than had ever happened, which I was really delighted with. And I didn't really care that much about whether I was actually in the room. Um, it, it, it wasn't that important to me, uh, honestly, because I knew that my perspectives were being shared um, via Amy. Um, and, and I think part of the reason I've never, I didn't really feel like that was that important is that, you know, the or another reason is that you know we it's it's something that sort of internal comms people we just we just sort of sit around and i think wish um that that we that we had that sort of seat at the table and i think i think that's a really big it's a lot of pressure to put on ourselves in a in a way um it's also it's also a tough proposition i mean i know i know organizations where the head of corporate communications is not is not even you know part of a, of the C suite. Uh, so I think the expectation that internal comms, you know, and I think one day we'll get there. But I think 
I think for us to be there anytime soon is probably a little, um, it's probably a little ambitious. And, and I think, I think it, I think it can be a little demoralizing too. So the, um, I think the, the approach that I've always taken with this is the, I, I'd rather have a seat at many tables, um, not necessarily the table uh, with the C-suite. And kind of what I mean by that is what you mentioned just a moment ago, Yash, is, you know, the, the, one of the things that really helped us be so nimble and so effective uh, as an internal comms function uh, through the crisis has been the relationships that we have with, um, with other functions across the business. Um, and, and those functions that, that also played a really critical role in helping us work through this, like our, um, like our uh, health and safety team, um, our uh, facilities teams, um, you know, and, 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 and of course, HR and other teams within HR, like benefits, uh, where we've done so much work with them uh, around um, mental wellness campaigns, uh, and um, just just those 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 relationships that we've had, the seat at the the seat at the at those tables with those partners, that. Um, has always been a focus for me. It's always been important, those relationships, because when you have those relationships established, when you get to a crisis, that's when you really see the, 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 the true benefit um, of, of having those strong partnerships. Uh, when, you, when you know those people, when you've worked with those people on some initiatives here and there, um, you know, when, when it all kind of hits the fan, so to speak, um, it, it, you, you already, you're already attuned to each other <clears throat> and you kind of know what the priorities are, what the strengths um, and opportunities are within each team, kind of whose role, who has what role um, and, um, and who you need to go to, uh, to, uh, for, for what. So, um, you know, I, I think it, I think it's a, um, I, I think it really was so key for us. And, you know, it, I think it's something that I would really encourage other internal communication, communication pros um, at, at other organizations to, to really make sure that they're um, sort of reaching across the aisle, if you will, building those relationships, having those strong partnerships, um, with with other key functions in your in your company, um, there, I mean, there's loads of benefits outside of just uh, uh, times of crisis, um, and uh, and I, I think it's I think it's really it really it it also really helps people understand that the scope and scale of internal communications is so much more than newsletters and some e-blast um and yeah, so right. it, yeah. it really it really helps put into perspective hey this this function 
is 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 a is a is a holistic function for the organization, uh, and there there there's um, you know there's there's a lot that we can offer uh, to uh, uh, to anyone who you know who wants to um, to improve um, engagement and um, the employee experience. So. That's great. Yeah. I mean, talk about making a uh, lemonade out of lemons. Uh, you had this sort of uh, out of left field, crazy situation with the pandemic, but sounds like you guys were really able to uh, take it and, and, and kind of grasp it by the horns and, and, and get a silver lining out of it at the, at the end of the day, by improving the relationships, really getting employee communications to have that seat at the table, uh, just like you talked about. Um, improve those relationships um, and really almost bring to the surface, you know, employee comms is not the same as HR comms and think, you know, small things like that, that, uh, you know, a lot of times people don't really think through um, or don't understand the value of the relationship or, or what each person is, is uh, or department or group is, is responsible for doing. So it sounds like a lot of awareness has come around that. And um, I, I think that's, I agree with you hundred percent when you say uh, it would be great for, you know, hope, hopefully other companies, other, you know, your other peers, uh, employee communications peers out there can, can learn from that as well and, and work on those relationships because that's what it's all about. I mean, when it's crisis time, you, you got to count on those, those relationships. So um, that's, that's absolutely great to hear. And I assume that, you know, everything you've learned in the past year is directly influencing the future of, how you guys will work and how you guys will do employee communications at, at Gulfstream. Um, um, are there specific, uh, you know, you talk a, a lot about the relationships and things like that, but are there specific, specific learnings that you now know that you didn't know before that are going to change how you guys actually operate and communicate um, to all your workforces, you know, your segmented workforces, whether they're hourly employees, manufacturing people or people in the office, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I think, well, <laughs> I think one thing we learned, um, is, uh, and it almost makes me cringe a little bit <laughs> to say this, but one, one thing we learned is, uh, email is still a really powerful communication tool. Uh -huh. Um, I think the, uh, I think the, that, you know, I mean, there's, there's, because we don't necessarily, because we can't necessarily force people to go and look at our internet every day. Although you know, I would certainly encourage them to all go look at our internet every day. Um, the uh, and, you know, because we have some really compelling content out there, um, and we keep it pretty fresh. But it's um, but it's 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 not a reasonable expectation to just sit back and 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 think, oh, everybody's going to see this article. Um, so, you know, we've, we've, we've never really operated from that perspective, but we've also, we were also somewhat conservative, um, with, uh, with email communications in the past, but boy, the crisis really showed us that people read email, they still read email. Um, and, um, you know, on some levels, I think email seems like a somewhat antiquated tool when you're, when you look at some of the social platforms that are available for internal comms now. And there's, you know, employee apps and, you know, and, and uh, some great, great tools. I'm not uh, certainly fantastic stuff, but 
I think we were really we were really surprised uh, at the traction uh, that emails uh, had with uh, with our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we also you know we also learned that um, you know I think we also realized that that there's no there's really no one way to to execute during a crisis mm-hmm. because every crisis is different. I mean, you know, we, because we're, we're uh, you know, our headquarters in, is in Savannah, Georgia, and that's where I am. And, you know, we're, we're, we're prone to the occasional tropical storm or hurricane. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got a fairly reasonable kind of play book for those types of events uh the great thing about a hurricane in a way and well great thing i guess there's not really great things about hurricanes but the the one advantage we have is you know it's coming um but when something unexpected happens um yeah there's 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 not always there's not necessarily that crisis plan that you can pull up and um and yeah you can leverage elements of it but i'm not sure uh, you know, it's just, it's just, there's just, there's just no way you can plan for every, you know, every scenario. So we, we definitely found ourselves um, getting really, getting really creative uh, and at times doing things that, that, that were necessary, um, but as communicators really made us a little, um it was a little sort of cringeworthy at times, but you know, it was the right thing to do. Uh, I don't have, have zero regrets um, from anything that we executed. Really. It it just, it just wasn't always sort of what would come natural for us um, as uh, the right sort of tactic, uh, if you will. So there's, there's a, um, so, I, you know, I think, I think the bottom line lesson there, Yash, is that you've, you've got to be, you got to be open. You got to be open to, to, to doing things that, that, that might be just a little different. Um, and um, uh, there's, there's, and, and sometimes there really isn't like a right way or a wrong way. There's just, this is the thing that needs to happen today um and um and that can and that can be tough sometimes um it can be tough to sort of take take what you what you what you know and sort of feel in your gut from your experiences and uh as a as an expert in your field and and say okay well i'm just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw that out the window right now and go do this um and, and that can be kind of tough but um if it's the right thing and if it's what needs to be done to uh, to support the company and support employees, then sometimes you just have to do it. Yep. You just got to go for it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally hear you on, on uh, embracing the change and, and almost, you know, move fast and break things. Right. Um, and then if it doesn't work, try something else. Um, I, I think, I think that's, that's definitely an important business learning there. Um, you also have events um, under your uh, sort of your purview as well. I'm just curious, uh, you know, what do events look like? Well, what did they look like this past year? What are they? What are they looking like for the future? 
So, well, this past year, they were pretty non-existent. Um, yeah. Uh, social, you know, a lot of our, our bigger events, you know, since, since the majority of our employees are in Savannah, um, you know, we were, we're able to do some annual events here, like celebrating our, our veteran employees. Uh, and we do sort of a, uh, we do like a kind of a family, uh, some sort of family focused, um, you know, sort of picnic and bit of a, you know, bit of a, uh, bit of a sort of county fair kind of feel that we call family day. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and we do some, we do some events similar to those in some of our other locations as well, but you know, the, the, obviously you can't do something like that um, with uh, COVID protocols uh, in place, um, social distancing and, and all that. It, I mean, it just, it just, it's just not, it just would be irresponsible. So we knew as soon as the pandemic started that we were not going to be doing events for a while. Um, and, um, and you know, and, and it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of scary. It was a little, it was a little like, wow, when, what does this mean? How long is it going to, how long is this going to, how long is this state going to exist for us? Um, and, you know, and I think the, I think the, uh, I, you know, my, my, my events crew just did, you know, they did a fantastic job of, saying, well, you know, maybe we can't do events the way we used to, but there probably is a way to still um, do something to engage employees around these particular occasions and, and these sort of, you know, celebrations that we would have. So, yeah, we, you know, we had to delay some things last year, uh, sort of off our normal timeline, but they did a really great job of doing some virtual uh, and hybrid uh, style events, um, our uh, the you know the sort of carnival picnic thing that I mentioned earlier, turned into more of a drive-through type event where people just stayed in their cars with their mask on. They rode through. There was rode through this big parking lot that we had sort of set up, and and they uh, set up uh, some entertainment kind of along their route. And then at the end of the route, they got a they got a big bag of you know a basket of of uh food already prepped for them and their family and they and they went home and and it was just you know it was just really really taking the um the the whole you know sort of event and turning it on its head and making it work um during covid and you know i i think um i think I think they just did a, a fantastic job of still trying to offer some offer employees something that felt kind of normal, even though it was, you know, really anything but normal, um, uh, in a sense. And and employees really appreciated it. I think going forward, the the exciting thing is that we, you know, we we do have some. We're feeling optimistic uh, about being able to do um, some some hybrid and maybe in-person type events later this year, um, which is typically when most of our bigger events happen. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're slowly, um, kind of like the rest of the country, you know, we're kind of slowly, we're slowly starting to come out of this thing. Right. So, right. right. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hope. 
um, that that we're gonna be able to offer offer um, experiences for employees that are that are much closer to uh, what we had, you know, pre-COVID. Right. Um, so all good stuff. Um, all really positive, and I think uh, I think we're all real. I know all of us as human beings are really looking forward to getting to that day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, as you guys, uh, as we all turn the corner on this, hopefully, and, um, you know, you can start to get more of those face-to-face -face interactions and, and particularly with the events going, um, I think that's, that's exactly uh, what the doctor ordered for all of us right now, um, just from a mental health perspective as well. Yes. Um, so to, to start to feel a little bit normal again, um, all of these things have, have just been great to hear. Uh, my last question to you would just be around, uh, you know, all these great things that you guys have done, um, and you've managed to, to weather the storm fairly well, uh, you know, is there, is there an opportunity to, to sort of connect the dots between, you know, all the great internal communications and things you're doing um, and, and connect those dots to your external communications, to the things your customers see. Because from what I hear, um, obviously you guys have a great uh, culture, uh, your mission, vision, your values, all that is shining through the, the, the things that you guys did. I'm just wondering, um, you know, it would be great um, if your customers could see that too, because, you know, when they're making decisions on, uh, you know, business jets and things like that, um, sometimes these things play a role, right? They, they, they like to know that their partners are, um, you know, are, are, are good stewards of, of corporate citizenship, right? Uh, that, that, that they're doing it and then they're, they're doing it right. Um, I'm wondering if there are any plans or any, any ideas to maybe take some of this and have it come across in your, in your external brand. Yeah, so I, and you're spot on. Uh, you know, we are our, our customers and 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 partners of 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 the organization are are very um, uh, they are very um, conscious uh, and 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 interested in in knowing sort of what kind of yeah, I guess you boil it down to you know sort of corporate social responsibility um, right. right so. So interestingly enough, yes, we have um, we have had some uh, well throughout the whole crisis. I I I stayed very well connected with our uh, head of um, corporate communications and public affairs, um, and also our community investments um, team. And so there's a lot of there there were definitely some philanthropic opportunities uh, that were presented to Gulfstream, um, you know, last year, uh, you know, some of some of those opportunities were, um, you know, were, were kind of related to uh, PPE supplies, you know, back, you know, there were some PPE shortages. And so we, you know, we, we were able to help with some of that. Uh, we did some um, a 3D printing lab uh, helped print some, uh, helped supply, uh, some, some parts for, you know, respirators and, and things of that nature. And so, um, we, we shared that, we shared those stories with our internal audience. Um, and they were, uh, uh, of course, shared with our external audience. And 
this year, uh, my team has partnered a little more on the event side. Um, well, in some ways on the event side with the vaccine efforts. Um, so Gulfstream has uh, close partnerships with uh, some organizations, particularly here in Savannah. Um, and we've, we've, we've uh, also partnered with the state uh, and um, they set up a mass vaccination site um, on our campus. Um, and uh, we also uh, partnered uh, with uh, some local organizations uh, for um, for clinics uh, around um, the area, some vaccine clinics. And so um, my Ben's team has worked with our community investments folks um, to uh, help support those events and support the volunteers. Uh, making sure that they had everything that they needed um, and were taken care of, uh, and then uh, you know with the with the um, with the state vaccine mass vaccination site, uh, we also coordinated uh, on the communications and event side uh, with those state agencies, um, and the and it, it's and it really has been it's been a great story. It's been a great story for Gulfstream. Uh, in our communities and uh, in in the industry, um, and it's uh, it's also been a really great story for our employees because while we were communicating as much as we could, sort of the where you can get the vaccine, when you can get the vaccine, uh, all the details, all the you know uh, you know why getting vaccinated is a good idea, uh, so forth and so on. Uh, you know, we were also able to show them how we were uh, not just supporting employees, but supporting our employees, families, um, and the communities where they live. And so uh, that, and, and that's, and that's still, and that's still uh, going now. Um, and I think, um, you know, I think uh, later this year, uh, you know, we'll have, We'll we'll look back on everything that we've did did this year and 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 have a really compelling, uh, some really compelling content uh, to put out there. You know, we've been capturing video and um, and doing some interviews. Uh, we've been getting um, uh, some some testimonials from employees and people who have volunteered at some of the clinics. Uh, so it's it's really uh, it's really been. Um, it's really been something to 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 see it unfold and, and see everyone coming together, um, and uh, and it is it is really there. It is is it's you know Gulf, uh, Gulfstream is very community focused um, and and very um, and very people uh, focused, and it's you know one of the reasons the culture, as you mentioned earlier. And our values um, is really one of the one of the things that I, I really love about working here. That is that is fantastic. This has been really fascinating to sort of hear and, and learn about you know your your whole story. Lots of lots of best practices in there. Um, some really great nuggets of information. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for for sharing uh, you know your story and your time with us today. Um, you know, maybe six months down the road, a year down the road, we'll do another one of these. We'll do it. We'll do a part two, uh, and see, see where we are a year from now. Um, yeah, that would be great. 
Uh, but I'd like to thank you uh, very much for, for joining us today. Uh, I, I know our audience uh, definitely uh, will appreciate hearing this story. Uh, and for those of you listening, um, when uh, we do uh, post this on YouTube uh, in the uh, description section, uh, we'll also have a, a link to uh, Anthony's LinkedIn profile there. So you can contact him and, and see if you want to uh, continue the conversation and, and, and talk about some of the things that maybe you're working on in your organization. Um, so if we can help you and, and connect you to, to great companies like Gulfstream that obviously get it um, and, and are doing it right. Um, then that's, that's, uh, that's all for the best. So thank you, Anthony, for joining us today. Thank you, Yash. I appreciate it. All righty. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone. And stay tuned for the next podcast coming up. We'll have some other great recordings coming up. Uh, I believe the next one we are doing uh, is with uh, a large insurance company based here in Boston. So we will be announcing that uh, in the next week or so, uh, talking to the Director of Public Affairs and Corporate Communications um, there as well. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Hey there, employee communications and HR folks. We've got some big news to share over here at Hub Engage. We've officially been made a Society of Human Resource Management recertification provider. So if you're a SHRM member and you're in need of getting your mandatory recertification credits, you can tune into our new webinar series where we educate and train you on a variety of HR-related topics and trends so you're up to date on your continuing education requirement. SHRM is a great place for all things HR, and with this exciting new partnership Hub Engage has created, we can now recertify you while you turn on engagement at the same time inside of your company. For more details and to sign up for a recertification course with one of our Hub Engage SHRM certified experts, visit hubengage.com and click on the SHRM tab under resources to get started today.